Welcome to the Quarter to Three Games podcast for uh, mid-August 2018. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Bioshock 2. And this is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not Rust. And uh, Jason McMaster here, and being me, my game of the week is not Ark. What is Rust? I know what Ark is. Wait, do I know what Ark is? Yeah, one of those survival. Hey, I'm going to chop down trees and build a cabin and then bake bread. Oh, Rust is the same thing? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, except you're naked and you have a dong slider. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 there's, whoa, There's whoa. no dinosaurs in Rust, though, all right? I think that's just... No, no dinosaurs. So oh, you, no, you have to no... opt in your crafting survival game, do you want dongs or dinosaurs? They're mutually exclusive, huh? Right, right. I oh, would wait. probably go for dinosaurs on that one. <laughs> wait, I forgot. Rust is not the one with the dong slider. Rust that's is the one Conan. that assigns you a random dong. <laughs> right. Because I do, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure... Much like God. I haven't played Conan, but I'm pretty sure it has dongs and dinosaurs, I would think. Yeah, that I mean, has everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, that's the, the whole shebang. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, we're not here to talk about Conan. We're here to talk about We Happy Few, which all three of us have played. Yeah. Um, let's see, Nick, you've probably played the most. Why don't we save you for last? McMaster... Woo! Master, give us a brief thumbnail opinion on We Happy Few. All right. So uh, I have a few kind of just one-liners about it, but the quick thumbnail opinion I have of, of We Happy Few is it does uh, a whole lot of things I like in a way that I don't like. <laughs> All right. That seems like uh, not the way to approach the game. Okay. So, McMaster, maybe it's great, but it's just not for you. Uh, it could be. That is quite possible. Uh, I guess my one-line assessment would be, uh, hey, stealth is dead, which I kind of think it is. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 I don't I, – yeah, I'm, I'm over stealth games, and I don't know that We Happy Few quite realizes that. No. Okay, Nick, you've probably logged the most time with this silly thing, and I'm going to have questions for you. McMaster might as well. What is your uh, brief <laughs> thumbnail take on We Happy Few? Uh, we Happy Few is like being in Willow, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, Ooh. but you have diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so I – McMaster, have you gotten to the city yet? I don't think so. I, okay. I've played about three hours, and, you know, I don't know. I don't want to ruin anything. I know I wouldn't for you, but, you know. Uh, uh, I feel like you can't really appreciate what it's – I feel like the city is a huge turning point because for me, that's where it kind of stopped working and just got aggressively annoying. Uh, Nick, what was your experience with going from that kind of open worldish bit to having to run away from bobbies in the city? Ugh, good lord, so terrible. <laughs> now, like me, were you before then, Nick, were you kind of like, yeah, this isn't that bad? Or were you were you turned off of it even before you got to the city? Uh, I, I was a, I was a little ambivalent on it okay. in the first like opening part and the open worldy part. Um, by the time I got to the city, I was just annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell McMaster what happens if he keeps playing. Ooh, how, how far did you get? So like, I, uh, I'll give you a hint as to, I recently, found out about the paper ma- papier mâché and uh so he's doing the stealth in the base 
No, I already did. Actually, I finished the stealth in the base. Right, but that's where you find out about the paper mache tanks. Right, yeah. It's like I'm at the part past that, basically. So he's right before it pushes you into the city, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what is Um, he in for, Nick? How would you explain to McMaster what's about to happen to him? McMaster, actually, do you mind us spoiling this stuff? Oh, heavens no. no. Yeah, yeah. We're we're sparing you. you, So we're going to – we experienced it so you don't have to. Right, right. Um, Basically, you're going to go back into the city – um, and you are going to end up in uh, what looks like uh, an Austin Powers uh, set, <laughs> and you're going to run around and dodge the constables now, and you'll have a new resource to manage, which is taking joy. Uh, you have to take joy, because if you're not joyful all the time, um, the citizens and the constables will chase you down and beat you up. Uh, and what, what happens then if it, when you get chased down and beat up, Nick? Oh, good lord. Well, unfortunately, the game continues, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it's just... Ah, it's it so just resets annoying. you. Like, it's, when I when yeah, I played, it's just, it's I would so ba- basically... Yeah, I would draw aggro, I would try to run away for a little bit, and eventually everyone piles on me, and I'm beaten to death, and I respawn on a bench, and I have to go through that whole same area again. Again. Yeah, I was never really clear on where or when I, where I was going to respawn, but I kept having to run over the same areas to try to get to the same place, and I kept trying to, ha- I kept having to manage like, okay, when am I hidden? When am I not? When are people going to go aggro on me? When are they not? Uh, it just felt so vague as far as when I was going to tip the scale and and have people and have a mob just build up and chase me down, and there's nothing I could do at that point. Um, you know. I mean, for me, the game, like, uh, it's incredibly kind of middle of the road, uh, the first few hours. But the problem I have with it is that it's like, it has no direction at all. Uh, I just felt like uh, wandering was all I did. Well, hold Uh, that thought, because I do want to talk about some of that opening bits, because I think they're markedly different from the city. Uh, Now, Nick... uh, I presume in the city it's dragging me around to go to different waypoints, and I have a little different quests that are popping up. Obviously, at a certain point, you get back out into the open area where McMaster is, right? You well, okay. So I don't want to spoil it too much, but no, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, I, I yeah, this is a definitely so a spoiler. You're podcast. going to get to a certain point where it seems like okay, now I'm really doing good with uh, my character. I've opened up some skills. I, I kind of get all the systems now. Uh, I figured out, you know, what uh, not to do and and how, you know, what kind of the telltale indicators are. And then it will switch you over and make you play Ollie, the Scotsman, uh, soldier character. The guy who's wow. on the who's on the uh, train station or someone else. Yes. No. Nope, okay. Yeah, it. that guy. Yeah. Yep. So then you'll play him for a few hours. Of course, your stealth sucks now. Uh, because Does he have whole separate skills? Yeah, he's more of a combat guy. Ah. Um, but it's like they didn't, they didn't really tune the game for that. So it's very clumsy and just not fun at all. And then once you get used to that, you know, you'll, you'll go from the open world to the city, back to the open world... And then they switch you again and make you play a character, uh, a, a female this time, named Sally. 
Yeah, 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 because you meet her a few times, right? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. And so basically the stories cross and you, you like, you reset time basically when you switch over to these other characters and you sort of see the same events but from their point of view now. Nick, you're making it sound cool. <laughs> it's not. But yeah, that's it's like a not, it's, it's like a Rashomon meets Austin Powers thing. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, it sounds tedious to me. Actually, it, it is really tedious. It's really really tedious. And then on top of it, and and I really don't want to give too much away, but Sally gets an additional resource to manage. <laughs> So this is our spoiler podcast. I will be, uh, you know, it will say people have been warned <laughs> listening to it that things will be spoiled. Uh, what is the additional resource, Nick? Uh, a baby. See, you're making it sound cool. How does that work? <laughs> so she has to keep going back home to manage. Oh. Uh, the baby's hunger. Why can't she get one of those little carrier things and carry I, him around? But, well, because of course she's more. <laughs> well, stealthy, sure. So she's she's got to like Kate Ar- Archer her way around. Uh, you know what? I played Last of Us, and having a young girl in tow didn't impact my stealth. Yeah, uh, well, no, actually, I guess I wasn't. Not, yeah, but yeah, you I don't could. get to. All right, okay. Uh, well, the, that actually sounds intriguing. So my my problem with getting to the city, and we, we'll talk about the bits where Master is, is I was I was sort of seeing that open world bit and thinking, okay, this is interesting. But then I felt like the city bit was changing up the gameplay in a way that I didn't expect, and it sounds like the other characters are going to do this as well. But I was hoping at a certain point that city stuff would integrate with that more countryside, open-world-ish bits, and it would feel like it's all of a piece. But it sounds like these they, they never really blend all these different bits of gameplay. No, no, they don't. It's It, it feels so disjointed. Everything just feels like... And I, I mean, if you, it's sort of, it really is one of those things where you can almost feel the difference in the game as, as you play it. Like, here is one game we wanted to make. Here's a different game we wanted to make. We didn't want to make two separate games, so we just smushed them together. Right, right. Wow. All right. Well, uh, so okay, McMaster, the bits where you are. Because I kind of could see that being promising eventually. I liked the tone of it. Uh, it, you know, it seemed like it was giving you an open arena, and you could run around and do different missions as you felt necessary or as you wanted to. Uh, but once you get into the city, all your stuff gets taken away. Uh, and and I thought, you know, I guess if you want to do that briefly, but I was playing this, you know, game A over here, and now you're shunting me into game B which I didn't really sign up for, and it sounds like there's a C, D, E, and F waiting for us down the line, and they never quite uh, come together. Ouch. Yeah. All right. So, McMaster, uh, given what, what you have seen, uh, I, I, sorry, I guess we spoiled it for you. You have no dis- well, there, there's no reason for yeah, you. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I really – I don't know. It was – there's a lot of stuff that I'm enjoying playing right now, and uh, – I, I guess the biggest problem uh, is that it's just a bit – it's slow-paced. Uh, I don't like the writing very much. Um, I, I will say that's an issue for me, McMaster, is I don't think it's as funny as it thinks it is. And oh, that's, that's one of 100% the – That's 100% right. And yes. that, that's oh. one of the least attractive uh, qualities in any comedian or comedy, I, I think. 
Uh, yeah, it's like to me the main character, the at least the one I've played, it's like doing a poor Arthur Dent impersonation, you know, and it's just not working uh, for me at all. Does uh, Nick? Does the writing for Sally or Ollie change or get better? I mean, their personalities are a little different, but no, not really. The it's still very overly twee and just cutesy and. Yeah, just grating, really. Does it? I I feel like it it wants to trick us into thinking it's going to get really dark. Uh, Did you see any sign of that, Nick? Like, when you say twee, that immediately makes me think, ew. Because I I like this idea of a forced joy and happiness on the population with a really dark undercurrent. And I was curious if the game was ever going to get really dark with some of the bobbies or with a villain or with killing anybody. does it ever get really dark for you? Like when you describe it as twee, that sounds pretty damning. I mean, it tries to. I, yeah. I think it wants to be dark. It wants to be, you know, kind of Bioshock. Uh, that kind of, you know, everything's great, but not really. And we're going to show you the terrible underbelly of what's going on. But it never gets there. It never actually makes it. Right, right. So, McMaster, you're, one thing that I've had an issue with and that I imagine you're dealing with, is it looks like it's going to give you various gadgets to play with. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're hitting people with sticks. Uh, Nick, real quick, do guns ever come into play in this game? Uh, uh, I, I guess... Uh... It's not like... A, does it, I'm just curious, because Bioshock gives you really cool powers and you fight splicers, and there's a lot of combat stuff there, and it, it can be a very gratifying shooter. And... Based on what I've seen, that doesn't happen. No, we... yeah, no, it's never okay. going to be a shooter. It there are uh, rifles and guns in the game, but they're they're basically just different kinds of sticks. Yeah, that's where McMaster and I are. It's just you. Hey, you get a. I, I was super excited to pick up someone yeah. in the infield. Yeah. Oh, and you get a like, rifle. No, yeah. it's just a bayonet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah, <laughs> a one-shot bayonet, basically. So that was my issue. Is it there? there there's none of the immediate gratifying pull of yeah i get to shoot things with fire or make bees fly at them or uh, fire this nail gun at them instead i'm just whacking people with sticks and i i i think that's problematic in first person shooters is relying on melee combat uh but but then you've got little gadgets you've got uh caltrops you can put down and you've got different things to distract people like with with throwing bottles but you've and only darts, got yeah. four and darts yeah but you've only got four slots and it felt like the game didn't want me to play with a bunch of different tools, or at least the interface wasn't friendly enough to let me play with all these different tools that I was gathering in my inventory. And I thought that was hugely frustrating. Like I would throw a bottle at someone, and then I'd want to use a dart, or, or I'd want to put one of these little bombs down. I think they're called like the blasters or whatever. Uh, but it, I just felt like I didn't. it wasn't giving me the tools to manage the gadgets that I, that I was supposed to be able to play with. And that was really yeah. frustrating. I mean, just like you have quick access to them if you just hit the key again, what have you, right. uh, to, to cycle. But the big issue I had is once you select one of them, if you do that, even if you cycle, you're still holding whatever you selected for some reason. Yeah, that was weird, right. Master. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I kept like throwing bottles and doing all sorts of weird stuff instead of what I was trying to do. And that was a bummer. So I'm guessing this is a console release as well, and that's why they're not letting us use all our number keys. Do you guys know? Probably. It is, yeah. Then why it can't? Is. Why not even just a wheel? 
Like that oh, little yeah, wheel. No. No. Microsoft, Microsoft bought them. Bought, bought the wheels, all the wheels we can't use? No. Well, no, they bought, <laughs> they bought the company. Like, so they bought the developers, all right. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, it's an Xbox thing. But but this is still published by Gearbox, right? Yeah, yeah, but they bought the, you know, pretty sure. Isn't it exclusive? Uh, I don't know. I don't oh, you know. might be right, McMaster. You might be right. Okay. Oh, boy, lucky Xbox players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> A bunch of humdingers on the Xbox One, I'll tell you. Uh, Does the crafting go anywhere interesting, Nick? Because I got okay, because I got super (laughs) sick and tired of feeling like I had to open every single drawer in every single room. Yeah, Yeah, it does that. It does that terrible Bioshock thing where every trash can and every every drawer and every locker and every everywhere you look has a little you know gugaw or something for you to pick up, but. No, it never really gets anywhere. The the most effective thing you can craft throughout the game is the really the pointy stick or the bat. Or oh my gosh, really? I I was sure that like things would increase and get exponentially point. complex and more powerful. Or wow. No, it's it's. I mean, it does. There's there's other stuff to craft later. Like you can craft a um. Uh, there's a, there's a baton you can make that has like electricity. It's a shock baton or whatever, and it stuns people, but it's terrible. It's terrible. It's so much better to just use a lead pipe or a pointy stick. Yeah. I got to the point where it's showing you, Hey, here's a rubber suit you can wear to protect against electricity. Like I I could, and that's one of the reasons I thought, Oh, I'm getting like elemental damage introduced to the game this early. There's probably going to be all sorts of cool options with like later on fire damage and freeze damage. And okay. No. Huh. All right. Well, there, there is electricity. Like it'll, it'll come up again. But it's, I mean, it's the only thing, and really, it's just a stun mechanic. Which right. you know, everybody loves stun lock, right? <laughs> I love to do it to NPCs. I don't like it when it's done to me. <laughs> no, no, yeah, not a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of this idea that? Because uh, going through the city, obviously, it wants you to play it like a stealth game. Uh, you have to manage your joy level. And by the way, Nick. I got a, a props to you because the pre-release version that they handed out as reviewable uh, oh. has, has since been tuned a fair bit, I understand. Yeah. Uh, so you and I dealt with an earlier build of it where I think the stealth stuff was like super schizophrenic and just, just uh, hard to read and punishing. Uh, well, it, was, it was broken, and then some of the skills... Uh, like some of the skills that you can buy on your character in, in that early version, they right. didn't even work. <laughs> so you would go through the trouble of like investing all these points in these skills and then you got it. And it was like, Oh, uh, this doesn't work. Great. I just, I just blew it. <laughs> so that's why I don't play early access games. And I, I, I'm astonished that what they called the reviewable press build still had issues like that. Oh, so bad. It was so bad. They, I, I mean, to, to the, I, I remember I, I, I got the review build, and they actually sent uh, a message that was, you know, it was the basically, hey, we know a lot of the side quests will never finish in this review build. So, <laughs> you know, um, try not to do too many of them. Wow. <laughs> save often. Copy your save file. Well, even because that's where I got the, – the farthest I got in the city bits were – I think I got basically stuck in a loop where I didn't have enough joy, I wasn't at that medication level to stop 
aggro. So I would get aggro, everybody would chase me, they would beat me up, and I would respawn on a bench, but it wasn't resetting. Like I was still at a point, I would vomit up all these butterflies, and then the moment I stood up, people were aggro on me again. And I would try to Mm. run to one of those booths where you take the pill, which, always strawberry, by the way, I guess too bad if you want vanilla or chocolate. But I would try to get to the booth, and it would say, hey, you can't like I was being told I couldn't do things until I lost aggro, right. so I had to like run around. But I was basically put in a, a dead-end circle that I didn't see any way to get out of. And that's where I was kind of like, okay, screw this game. I'm uninstalling. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that was probably one of the things that they fixed uh, for the release version. Uh, so, that, yeah, that's that's why, why I stopped playing. Uh, yeah, McMaster, I'd... are you at least mm-hmm. enjoying... Um, the, the sort of the post-apocalyptic look of the countryside. You know, uh, I'll say, like, some of it's attractive. I mean, it, it's not like it's an ugly game. It runs a little weird. Um, it kind of feels a little hitchy for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, it's an attractive game. And it's just, I don't know, there's something about it just kind of feels aimless. Yeah, that, that opening bits, but did you get to where you could dig up treasure with the shovel? You know, I got a shovel, but I yeah. beat a lot of people to death with them. So I haven't dug up a lot of treasure, but I have buried <laughs> a lot of people with a shovel. <laughs> That's a start, because I was disappointed, too. It's giving you these spots where you can go for treasure, and I, I seem to recall digging up a couple of treasures and thinking... Uh, oh, that's supposed to be my incentive to come dig this up. <laughs> oh boy, more clutter from yeah, my yeah. inventory. <laughs> oh yeah. Rags, oh, so now I can craft an 11th bandage to add to my 10 bandages in my inventory. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, the crafting <laughs> is so crappy. Like, I don't know. Uh, I feel bad dumping on a game because it's like, you know, they're trying, I guess, but good God, they're not trying hard enough. Uh, it uh, just the opening of it, it was like, you know, I'm a big fan of Brazil. I'm a big fan of 1984. So you got some – you got a tall order. You're also you know? a big fan of Bioshock. Don't forget. It's like that whole that whole strain of dystopia. Sure. Yeah, yeah. See? Sure. This game right. is made uh, for you, McMaster. All right. Oh, totally. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not a big Ayn Rand fan, but uh, yeah, I do like Bioshock, you know. I, I don't think – I think uh, – you know, it's easy to get the wrong message from that game, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it's totally, um, it's totally just kind of they 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 like those things, so they wrote something they thought was kind of like that. But you you have to really kind of bring your A game. Okay, so in the opening, there's a bit where you kind of uh you know you you stop taking your joy and you're sort of exploring the office yeah and if you do it you can go to the next office over and redact yeah who apparently is your rival right right and you're like this jerk and you sit down and you kind of have the option of basically screwing up his job and i did like yeah i did too but here's the thing i have no idea how i succeeded you, what because, do you mean how you succeeded? So I I played that section, mm-hmm. and I, I apparently succeeded because he shows up later, of course, uh, you know, after he's gotten canned, I guess, and, and thrown out of town. Um, so I was like, oh, that worked. I went back to an old saved. I played that beginning part again. I picked different things 
to redact or not redact. Right. And it said I had done it successfully again. Oh. So maybe the whole choice and consequence that it's kind of uh, implying isn't really there, you're saying? I, I don't know. I don't, right. That's the thing. With this game, I have no idea when things are buggy <laughs> or when they're working correctly. <laughs> Now, having played through the three characters and getting some of the Rashomon storyline elements, do you get the sense that it's trying to do any forking choice and consequence, or do you get the sense more that it's telling you a, a preset scripted story? Yeah, oh no, there's no choice. Okay, okay. There's no choice. Like, you're you're going to meet up with these people at specific bottleneck points in the story, and, you know, that thing is going to play out exactly the way you saw now, uh, McMaster, I think you, you might have seen some of these. Every now and then you can find a floating mask, and it plays yeah. a cutscene for you with sure. a little audio. Uh, I, I felt like early on with this whole setup of the two brothers and one of them being taken away and the, one, the other one lying, and I think their identities may be swapping. Uh, I felt like it was drawing that out a lot, uh, and so I would get the cut another cutscene mask, and I would just kind of be – I wasn't super excited to find these cutscene masks. Um, Nick, does that change? Like, do those masks uh, start being things that you want to find to reveal mm. stuff in the storyline? No, not really. Okay. No, the the masks continue with, you know, basically a small static shot. Base, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of movement, but there's no people in it. They're kind of like um, audio logs. Yeah, like it's not it's like they didn't. It's just an audio wanna... log, really. Yeah. And then, it's an audio and log then with a ends. backdrop. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is, if you list, if you do maybe three of them, I'd say, you know where the story's going. You don't. I don't need. <laughs> 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 like, there's a bunch of them throughout the game, and it's like, yeah, I don't need this, man. Like, you, I get it. They were split up. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, it does make me wonder. At a certain point, were these just audio logs? And they were concerned because Bioshock, I think, and certainly System Sh- – I don't know about System – but Bioshock, I think, understood that when you got an audio log and listened to it, that it needed to give you some, I guess, negative gameplay experience. Like it needed to then make sure that nothing was going to happen for the duration of you listening to this this audio diary. It knew that if you picked it up and then people started attacking you, that you were never going to hear what it was going to say. So I'm wondering if in We Happy Few, they had these audio diaries, but they didn't really allow for space where they could be discovered and then the player would have to do like a traversal or walk through an empty hallway or whatever so that there would be time to listen to it. So they decided, well, you know what, we're going to instead pop up a cutscene, but we haven't done any animation for it. So we're just going to make <laughs> it a backdrop with, with minor bits of movement. Like I, I, I saw some of those and thought, yeah, these are audio diaries, but rather than give me a reason to pause the game and listen to them, they're going to force the game to pause for me by showing me this little basically static screen. Right. Um, and I don't know yeah. if that was the case or not, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. But I mean, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of stupid letters and notes and diary pages for you to read too. Yeah. If that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus, yes, there is. I mean, those are only as good as the games that they're found in. I, I feel, uh, as far as like reading diary pages and notices stuck to walls. Uh, it has to already be a really good game before I care about those sorts of things. It's not right. the other way around. Those things never make me care about the game. I care about the game, and then I care about those things. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, who are the folks who made this? Are they Bioshock vets? Is that the idea? Um, I don't. You know what? I they're Compulsion Games. I don't. I don't really know their history. Are they I'll British? Do we know if they're British? No, they are uh, not. They're uh-huh. Canadian. They're Canadian. They're pretenders. I see. All right. <laughs> that explains a fair amount. Okay. Huh. Hmm. All right. Thanks, Canada. Uh, all right. So we happy few. I think none of us is. Re- McMaster, sorry we spoiled it for you. <clears throat> oh no, that's fine. I. Because I know you don't have anything else to play, so you're just kind of stuck with this game now that we've spoiled. Oh yes, no, I know it's 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 been a rough time. You know. Uh, Nick, thank you for spoiling it for us. I actually am glad to know. It sounds like the cool parts are all potential. Like if you had sold me this game, it's it's a it's a groovy '60s London dystopia, and you're gonna play three different characters. And the twist for one of them is that she's got a baby at home, and there's going to be messages about maternity and the unique uh, perils and dilemmas that women face. Uh, And then we're going to have one guy who plays like stealth and another guy who plays like combat. This sounds awesome to me. But having played the opening bits of We Happy Few, it sounds like it's, it's a great idea that they couldn't quite pull off. Yeah, I mean, everything about this, you know, I I was pretty excited for, uh, when it, you know, when it, when it was in development, right? It looked cool. Um, the the concept seemed really, you know, you know, kind of innovative, and and I I thought, oh, you know, survival crafty type stuff, but with an actual story that might be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, turns out, no, it's not. Can you guys think of a game that does? So let's say that someone's listening and they're like, oh, I was really hoping to play We Happy Few. What game should we instead recommend to them? Because I'll just go – I'll go ahead and say I think Bioshock 2 still holds yeah. up. Yeah, uh, yeah, but any of the Bioshocks. I mean I like the first one best, but two's good. So what, what about the whole like uh, crafting and gadgets element? Uh, I don't know. It depends if you want survival. I mean, the long dark, just the survival modes get the yeah. story mode. Well, and also, yeah. yeah, what Nick said is long dark tries to do a survival game with a storyline, if I'm not mistaken, right? And it, it doesn't does. do it well. Yeah. It doesn't do it well either. Oh, <laughs> no. are you serious? Ew, okay. No, no. no but I... the actual, like, sandbox mode is great. Right, It's right. really, really great. Yeah. As far as survival. Uh, Nick, oh, what about... you know yeah, what I would say? If yep. you want... Stealth with gadgets? Yes. Uh, Alpha Protocol. Oh. Oh, oh, how about like Splinter Cell Blacklist? Or well, well, because like yeah, Alpha Protocol for as far as just like choice and consequence also. Like if that's what you're looking for, Alpha Protocol just does a great job with the choice and consequence stuff and the forking paths and multiple playthroughs. Uh, but McMaster, Splinter Cell Blacklist or Metal Gear Solid Five. I feel those yeah. two games understand right. that if you're going to have stealth yeah. in a game, you have to prepare for the fact that the stealth will fail and the player will find himself in, in combat. So the game has to segue smoothly between sneaking and shooting or fighting and punching or whatever. And I feel that both Splinter Cell Blacklist and Metal Gear Solid Five both mm-hmm. understand that very well, whereas this game, the stealth would fail and I'm banging, whacking somebody with a stick, and that just didn't work out very well. I mean, and if you want something just, you know, that fits the aesthetic, why not play the uh, Kate Archer? What, what were those games? No One yeah. Lives Forever, McMaster. No One Lives yeah. Forever. Yeah, no yeah, one lives play forever. No One Lives Forever. I mean, if you like the aesthetic. Oh, and speaking of ga- and the aesthetic and gadgets and Gadget, stuff. Gadgets, yeah. And- 
and if you want to humor fights humor yeah. thank you nick monolith well, definitely understood well humor yeah uh wow that are those on steam they're probably not know. they're probably Maybe lost in, i think there's some licensing hell or something that they're yeah lost there in. is a license oh issue. There's a yeah thing that is that. the problem because they haven't made a new one they've wanted to but they haven't been able to because of that yeah all right well we in the meantime we have we happy few i guess huh <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right so uh there you go as you guys can tell we're not into we happy few uh but come on black back next time and we'll try to podcast about something that we are actually excited about and enjoy i am tom chick i've been here with jason mcmaster nick diamond and we'll see you guys next time uh-huh.